This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ that's right. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. We are here in the BeatSource office right now, and it feels good to be home, baby. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. I mean, we have got the most amazing curated playlists. Our curators are incredible, and they are so on top of it for whatever genre or vibe or thing that you need done. So uh, get on there. You're able to use BeatSource Link, DJ from the cloud, so much more. This is the future of DJing. If you want to try it out for free, use our code, the 20, T-H-E-2-0. The 20 will give you 60 days free on BeatSource, BeatSource Link. Uh, check it out. Tell me what you think. Hit me on Instagram. I'm easily accessible at DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. That spells DJ Spider if you... Or slow or something. Um, so check it out. Hit me on there. Let me know who you want to hear on the show. Any feedback. All of your guys' support is so great. Thank you. I saw all of... We were on so many people's top lists of the podcasts they listen to on the Spotify wrap-ups. Uh, we are available on all platforms. You want to watch on YouTube. You want to listen on Apple, Spotify, whatever you do. We appreciate it. Make sure on Apple you rate and review and give us good stuff and i see you guys in the youtube comments i like the the uh conversation you know it can get a little spicy on there um people have their opinions but uh we appreciate you either way thank you um so yes my beat sorcerers thank you for sticking with us i've got a great guest we're ending out the year with some amazing guests and today is no different uh, we've got someone that I'm sure you've seen online or in person doing some sort of insane trick mixes on three or four CDJs at once and going, what the hell is this guy doing? And how's he doing it? This is unbelievable. Well, I got him on the show today to explain how he does it. And we got some special secrets and uh, things from him. He's well known in the dance music scene, um, but he has a background in open format, which is you know, something that can be seen through his creative mixing ideas and through his DJing as a whole, whether you see him live or online and the way he can read a crowd and he's just so comfortable up there. We learned so much on this episode about his mixing techniques, uh, things that he's learned through his experience as a DJ and producer, some revelations he had during uh, lockdown, his, his course that's now available to learn from. We hear stories of mistakes and stories of redemption, you know, um, being able to learn from these things. And he gives us advice on work ethic as well as finding your style and so much more. I incorporate your guys' questions too, so thank you for always being part of that. Um, I was super happy we were finally able to make this happen and in person at that here at the studio. So please welcome all the way from the UK, James Hype. All right, we are here. Welcome. It's the 20 Podcast. We got, we got James Hype in the flesh. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at this guy. Okay. In the flesh. In the flesh. In the flesh. We've all watched him many times, millions of times on his videos from TikTok to YouTube to Instagram to everywhere, right? And now he's here with us in the studio. Give it up. James Hype. That's right. The crowd's going crazy. Street cheering. <laughs> what up, man? Welcome. I mean, How are you? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's good to be here, bro. It's good to be in the sunshine. 
Yes, and, I know. Uh, yeah, thankfully you get some sunshine. I, I thought about you yesterday because it was one of the rainiest, coldest days. And I'm like, this is like his hometown probably. And I want him to come to L.A. Yeah, and yeah, feel yeah, the yeah. sun and how yeah, warm it's been. Exactly. So at least now now we're getting into it. Um, well, yeah, we're here. We're at Beat Source headquarters, Beverly Hills. And uh, you've been here in the U.S. and on the West Coast doing shows for how long? Past couple weeks? Yeah, man, I've been in I've been in the US like three weeks, I'd say now. Okay, um, nice. Done some crazy shows. I f- honestly, I feel like I've been here for three months. Um, <laughs> I th- I've done a lot of a lot of traveling, a lot of shows. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just hanging out in LA for a few days, which is nice. That's great. And like, um, I'm sure it's been just like a shock to the system going straight from lockdown to like sold out shows in the US. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, d- I did I did a few shows in the UK like uh-huh. in the f- in the couple of weeks before right before I got here. Yeah, it was all, it's 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 been a it's been a dramatic time getting here as well. You know, like I'm, I'm sure that's I, what I've heard yeah, from a lot of people overseas. It's hard to even secure. It's hard to get a visa. Visa the the visa the visa took months longer than we thought it would. Wow, which meant that my well my first talk got cancelled. Oh my god, and then managed to get the visa. Came the like two months later, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I didn't I didn't work for the whole of September Damn. because I was supposed to be in the US, right? But my visa didn't come through until the start of October. Oh, that's crazy. so I just ended up just chilling for the whole of September, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so right. that was kind of mad. Well, at least you got to like get some rest in before it got insanely crazy, and you got this uh, this whole exactly. tour. Uh, where have you been over the past three weeks? Yo, okay, so I landed in Washington. Okay. Um, in DC on the East Coast. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's all been East Coast. This is okay. the first. This is the first bit I've touched the West Coast for. Nice. Um, and honestly, man, I can't remember where I went after Washington. <laughs> um, that means it was good. It's, it's, I was just. I've just been up and down the East Coast. And right. Then, um, I think the only other place I've been is New Orleans. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. that's still pretty East Coast. It's South. Did you still count that as East? Yeah. I mean, it's the East. It's the South. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, a. <laughs> Definitely different people and different yeah. vibe, yeah. you know, New Orleans yeah. than, than New York or D.C. or Philly yeah, yeah, or any yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah. Were you in New York at all? No, I'm going there this weekend. Oh, oh you are? Well, I'm going there straight after L.A. Oh, okay. So I'm playing I'm playing in L.A. I'm going to finish my set, go straight to the airport, <laughs> go to New York, and it's going to be killer. It's, <laughs> I agree. New York's the best. Um so what do, what are your shows here on the West Coast? Um, so all I'm doing right now, I'm doing Exchange oh, LA on Friday night. Yeah. Okay. Friday 17th. That's great. And then I'm playing Time Orange County on New Year's Eve as well. Yes, that's going to be incredible. Dope. That's so cool to hear. And um, I had people asking uh, if you had ever played in Vegas, and I asked you earlier, you said no, which was kind of nope. shocking to me. Nope. But, uh, yeah, Mike Attack and some other people are writing me online, like, if he's, you know, does he have any shows in Vegas lined up? So the answer is no as of yeah, now. The answer is no right now. Um, but Eventually, I, though. I, yeah, I can't wait to play Vegas, man. Like, I feel like it's kind of what I've been, what I've been building for, you know? Like, I agree. Yeah, man. Yeah, seeing your videos, and I think you'll be really well-received out there. Um, you know, you just have to find the right place, I yeah, think, for real. to play, you know, because um, 
Yeah, I think you would absolutely smash it. And you just have a good time. I mean, you have so much energy. Like, I feel like that's what comes through in a lot of your videos yeah. is you can actually tell your love for DJing. It's not just like <laughs> some like, watch this. A lot of those videos yeah. you see are just so calculated. Mm. Like, you can tell your love for it. Also, your energy is like infectious in a way where oh, cool. you get hyped on like, oh, that yeah, was yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, what's yeah. going on? And I also wonder like how you get so much energy, but <laughs> if you're like... <laughs> Eating Adderall on top of your <laughs> cereal or something. But. Honestly, bro, like I, there's some shows, yeah, where I'll I'll, I'll wake up yeah. and go straight to the club. You know, like when I'm yes. traveling or something, and I'm like, I can just switch it on. You know, I it's know. Like, yeah, it's like just kind of the. I don't know it's just like it's it's right. almost like you know sometimes if I'm really tired, yeah, yeah, I'll get to the club and I'll be like, oh, get on stage, and then I have to like ramp myself up, like I'll I'll push myself to be energetic, but then within like two minutes. Energy's natural, you know. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not forcing it anymore. Totally, you know what I mean? Yeah, that happened to me last night. I remember I was there. I was like yawning. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with yeah. me? I start DJing and just the music. You start hearing the music. Exactly. You do one transition to another one, yeah. or a scratch, or some kind of thing, yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm back. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, coffee, yeah. like natural. Yeah, 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 yeah too exactly. Up. That's true. Yeah, music. I mean, that's the thing. If you love DJing and you love music, it it comes naturally, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we have some some connections through um, DJ City and Beat Source. Um, you're good friends with Play. Yeah, man. From uh, we go we go way way back, you know. Okay. Like I was, yeah, I've known I've known Play for these um, maybe eight or nine years. Yeah. Um, like I I've I've been to watch him DJ in the UK, and we've always we've connected for a long time. Yeah. And then I I always used to send like matchups and edits and stuff to dj city uk right back in the day and i'm and play was like after after a few of those play kind of hit me up and he wanted to like get to know me a little bit more you know so yeah. yeah he's a great guy man yeah he's great he's like so helpful to the dj community and just so supportive and he's always down for new ideas like yeah. i was like yo you should check out discord and he's like boom we got a discord <laughs> and like he's always just like on top of it yeah, yeah, yeah. and wants to connect everyone and i feel like he's another person that loves djing and does stuff for the right reasons yep. And just wants to like see it grow, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so speaking of like your journey, like uh, as a DJ, I know that you posting online seems like a big. I mean, obviously, we'll get into your history, and I'm sure you've like grinded your life away with doing so many gigs and built it up to this. And yeah. but from the social media aspect, um, you're super active and like you kill it on there with all the different platforms and everything. Um, there was one video I was watching recently where you did this crazy transition. I think like I was trying to figure out what you did. I think it was the pump it up one. And you went from like, I think it was 128 oh, or 130 to like 175. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was wondering if you could explain that. I was also wondering like <laughs> if I was right, like you did some, some actually our last guest, I think told me about this weird trick about looping it. And then switching it to like three fourths, and then that made it go up tempo. Is that like something I've seen that, and I'm aware of that. I was but wondering that if that wasn't what I was doing. Oh, no, okay, no. he was you... telling me that if you're at it's some mathematical thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? oh, bro, it's crazy. And you I switch think... the looping, or you switch. I gotta practice it, but to three fourths, it switches it to one seventy something, and then you're at drum and bass or hip hop kind of it's tempo. A, it's a bit. It's a bit trippy to listen to though, like because your brain doesn't understand what's going on at first. Right, and people then, are gonna stop dancing yeah, probably yeah, yeah, and look yeah, at yeah. you like you better do something good. Yeah, right yeah, 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 and yeah, if they don't real. like drum and bass, they'll be very yeah, disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to drop into something big if you're doing a transition like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think the first the first clip I saw of anyone doing that was James Abelia. Oh, okay. Um, and because on the CDJ three thousand, you've got a three quarter beat loop, right? Um, and they've never had that on a CDJ before. Yeah, true. so it was always one beat, half a beat, yeah, uh, quarter of a beat, right? But with the th- with the three quarter beat, yeah, you can switch from a one beat loop to a three quarter beat loop, and all of a sudden you've almost you've well, you've changed the BPM right. of your track almost. Um, but no, that that wasn't what that video we're talking about. Was. Were you just going up? <laughs> so with that the was tempo? on that was on a CDJ two thousand. Um, oh, okay. So let me think let me think what I did. It's using the it's using the trans effect on a mixer. Oh so I will take the word let's let's forget. There there were three decks involved, but let's forget the third one. Right. All right. So we've got one with the acapella of pump it up, yeah. yeah. So then I'll loop the word and say that's playing at 128 BPM, right? Yeah. So we loop the word up. So you got to pump it up, 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 up. And we loop the up keep making the loop shorter so it just sounds like uh right. yeah and then on the mixer i'll set the bpm on the mixer on the effects unit to 176 oh right okay. switch it to trans effect put it on that track so the trans effect will start cutting the uh at yeah. 176 bpm and then you can switch between like with the with the with the button on the effects right with the left and right arrows on the effects. Yeah. Um, and then simultaneously press and play on the intro of the oh. drum and bass track. Okay. Genius. That's amazing. So <laughs> there's no there's no actual like tempo change going on. No, it's just what you would do with if you were using your wrist or your yeah. hand, the yeah, way yeah, I yeah. see you doing a lot of your videos, like bah, 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 yeah, bah, yeah, bah, bah. Yeah. it's just that, but you're having the mixer do and it's exactly and and you've created the pump it up until it's like oh crazy okay i never thought about using the the trans effect a lot of times too i'm on the um i've been using the s11 or the s9 mixer which i know you don't use and they don't have it as easily accessible the trans i think you could probably map it out and do it um because that would be fun to have on you just flip on and can do so many crazy effects like that um, I know DJs are probably used to just like how you do it, you know, mm. scratching, but that was, that was super creative. Yeah. So thanks for explaining. Thank it. you, man. <laughs> it's dope. Um, what, do you have any like transitions that are your favorites that you've come up with? Um, like that, some of the ones you've posted or that you do live. The, one, the ones I love the most are always the ones that I kind of create something out of nothing. Yeah. So, well, not out of nothing, but something right. where you create something that's greater than the sums of the tracks that are put into it, you know, yes. and I've got a few transitions that my fan base, they've kind of named them. And then they, it's like, it's like, yeah, like we add these two tracks together and instead of just getting this, we get like this, you know, yeah. um, like I've got, oh, there's this one that I've started doing not that long ago with, um, topic breaking. Okay. Um, and Alice DJ better off alone. Yeah. And then this really heavy techno track called Sezzy lock. Okay. Um, and yeah, I've made a couple of videos of doing that, and it's just like it's it's melodic, like it's really nice to listen to. Yeah. And then the drops hard. So yeah, that's that's, that's a really fun one that I'm enjoying doing at the moment. But then I've just got kind of like classics, like one more time losing it, which is arguably right. the first, probably the first DJ video that I ever did that went viral. You know. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. every, every show I play, I'll do one more time losing it. 
That's that's crazy. Cool. I thought you'd been making videos before that, but I guess yeah, not. I have, but like that's the that's like, the, the one that really that one, jumped off. That one collectively has got like twenty million views wow. or something. You know, what platform did it jump off? YouTube on, on YouTube. Yeah, it went. It first went off on YouTube, and then like it, it it actually went off without me realizing it had gone off as well. Yeah, and what was crazy, right? I just had I uploaded. Um, like a montage of clips from this set at a festival I played at in Germany. Yeah. Um, from 2017. And it was the first clip in the montage. Yeah. And the, the, the YouTube video was just called like James Hype at this festival in Germany. And right. that was it. Um, and the trans, the first transition was one more time versus losing it. Yeah. And I didn't really think anything of it. I'd been doing this in my sets for ages. I yeah. didn't think the video was particularly good. I didn't think like, the crowd reaction wasn't crazy or anything. And I was like, right. yeah, it's, a, it's an okay <laughs> video. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I'll probably never know. It's an okay video. Um, and then I remember the video started doing loads of views. And I, I typed in James Hype on YouTube. And the first thing people were searching was one more time versus losing it. Oh, and you I was like, see what yeah, yeah, searching. and I was like, I, I, I hadn't even called the video that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So after I discovered that, I like renamed the video and everything, wow. and, and really like jumped on the fact that this was a thing. Yeah, um, and it's been kind of a thing ever since, you right. know. But it's it was so crazy because every time I post that video, it goes viral. Every time, like, mental, mental. Honestly, that's crazy. It just must hit something in people's brain yeah, you yeah, know yeah. The, the musical yeah, yeah, yeah. part like obviously it's, it's two very iconic records yes people love those records um, like <laughs> i can't i can't take credit for those records but um yeah but but still uh i think you you do take them to create a whole new thing which yeah, is yeah, yeah. which is cool yeah um oh that's that's crazy and so how does it work with like the copyright issues then like, do they... Sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. Does it ever, <laughs> like... So So do they ever do a thing? I know YouTube does a thing sometimes where they'll see what's on your video and then de... Like, they'll they'll put... I don't know, like, demonetize it or they put the credit for that person so then Fisher and Daft Punk yeah. will get credit exactly. every time that video plays? Yeah, so is that how it works? YouTube, YouTube's the ideal platform for this stuff because right. you know, we, we, there are a few exceptions. There are some songs that are just straight up blocked. Don't even try it. But, on YouTube. Yeah. Right. But in general, YouTube's the perfect platform for this because if I do a mashup of four tracks live, YouTube will be like, oh, we heard that track, that track, that track, and that track. We're going to take the money from this video and divide it between those four people. Crazy. So, so does it always really do good. that? Like, because I thought for a while you weren't allowed to put the stuff up or if they heard it, they just take you down. But I guess... I think the record labels have become more understanding over time and they've realized that it's it's important right. to be on there um, yeah and i know i know at the start of covid it was a lot harder to get yeah songs on there but then over the course of covid there were so many djs making videos online and stuff it right. was like well if you're gonna block them from playing your record they're just not gonna play your record so it's actually your loss you know <laughs> right that's so. the thing that's what they don't realize is that even with all this metaverse stuff and everybody like we are all heading we all want to share music with each other yep. however we can. And yeah. if you're having us all go into a digital world where we all hang out in digital worlds or we're all on platforms and social media, then we're going to share the music like that. So yeah. you have to figure out a way to let us rather than just go, no, you just yeah. have to show us hey, about us. how to yeah. cook cook a steak. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, like I DJ, we make music, we want to put it on there. And so I think that that's where YouTube and I feel like TikTok have been the ones that are embracing the... Yeah. 
sharing of music, right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. You. I'm not sure TikTok really pays the creators, but right. <laughs> but, but I feel um, like they're still TikTok's still a step ahead of Twitter and Instagram and all that in the sense of being able to do some music stuff yeah, and share yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. It, if you utilize their background system or. I don't really understand, you know, but yeah. I still even saw two people like battling on there the other day. I didn't really understand what was DJ. happening. It was no, it was like um, violin players, violin. Battle. But I thought about like, do you, DJs you were pretty, do this? You were pretty deep in the uh, in the TikTok yeah, hole there. Right? The TikTok <laughs> no, what they do is they just send you, sh- you know, they they show yeah, you yeah, like because yeah. I always try to go on my who I'm following, and then I realize I'm like, why am I seeing all this bullshit? And then I'm like, oh, I'm on the for you thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all of a sudden, these two women are like, dun, 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 like <laughs> playing violin against each other, and people are sending stickers and money, and they're yeah, going, yeah, yeah. I have this many points. And yeah. I was like, this is weird, but I wonder if DJs could do this, yeah. you know, or, or music producers, like mm. do a beat battle live, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, whoever yeah. likes who, and yeah. I don't know. So, so I think that we need to, that's good to hear, that you can put your stuff on YouTube like that now, yeah. and it's not yeah. as bad. And I think that, yeah, we got to be able to embrace all that, and even... Beat source, you know, not to like give a plug that we're here, but start to like how they're legally making it able for DJs to DJ and the people get paid off of it and they can stream the music. And, you know, we have to push forward and embrace it. Otherwise, you know, we'll just be stuck, like won't be able to do anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So that that's that's dope. Do you have like a, a platform? With social media, that's your strongest, like YouTube or TikTok or any of those. Or you just kind of—it's hard to say because they're not all equal. Like, yeah. I went—I went into a meeting with a record label once, and they were like, "Yes, we've looked at your social media, and <laughs> tw- and Twitter's your strongest because you have the most followers." And I was like, "You—you you lot have no clue, do you? Because right. like, like, I don't really use Twitter. Yeah, I've right. got loads of followers, but that's because I used to like do follow for follow back back in the day right. and all that. And it's like." The platform's dead for me, you know? Yeah. But, but obviously they were just looking at the numbers. So it's, it's so kind of like... They have no idea. I mean, so I remember sometimes. in Vegas, like, while, when the EDM sort of thing was coming yep. there, and, like, we were just, like, the open format people holding it down, and and they would book people based on their followers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. be like, that's not a real person. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. just booked some weird guy with a mask on that Especially, has a million oh, fake followers, so many fake and followers nobody came, and he didn't know what he was doing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, like, this Calvin Harris person yeah, is more yeah. reputable. <laughs> They're going to be bigger. You know, like, yeah. like go off your ears and your gut feeling and, like, yeah, yeah. do research on multiple yeah. levels than just the followers. So, yeah, like, my, my, my favorite social media platform, personally, for to, to put content out on is YouTube. Okay. Um, that's where you I feel the like I have, I have yeah, the most connection, the most engagement, but it's, yeah. it's not where I have the most followers, you know. Yeah. Um, like I think I've got the most followers on Instagram, and I I, th- I love Instagram. It's great. I I consume it myself. Right. Um. Yeah. Totally. But it's a it's kind of a, it's a shorter attention span platform than YouTube. Yeah. So you don't really go as deep on there. Right. Do you do um Twitch or streaming at all? I do Twitch when I. When I do, I do Twitch when I do Twitch. Right. You've only <laughs> done it a few times, right? Yeah, I've seen I've, you post like, this is my one stream or I've, I'm doing these couple. I've had, yeah, I've had periods where I've done it quite consistently, but then I've oh, okay. stopped. I, I, to, to be honest, I might do a Twitch stream tonight. Like when I'm, when I'm on my own <laughs> in a hotel room, I, I'll just go on. I'll be yeah. like, yeah, this is, you know, because I'm just like, I'm by myself, bro. Like, give me right. some people to talk to. <laughs> I know. Yeah, like, well, that's um, the thing. You could do a Twitch stream of you just chilling, going through music and talking to people. Exactly, you don't even have exactly, to be DJing. Exactly. So I, I, or come I here am, and uh, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we got the setup. No, so I, I, I have like, I'm a Twitch partner. Oh, um, okay. But I'm not, I'm not 
consistent on there, you know? Yeah, I feel you. Same, as things open back up, I haven't been as consistent. I want to bring it back next year and get back on it because I think it could be good and it's going to continue to grow. And with all of this other kind of metaverse stuff, like who knows, you know, that's going to be the way to be DJing in those worlds, I guess. Um, But I saw that you also did some other, I mean, like lockdown was crazy for as a dj and producer for all of us i mean we were stuck and and all our shows you know basically got stopped and i saw you put together this um school like um a program where people could learn your mixes and um i actually signed up for the mailing list and then got an email like every day of my life and i was like i need to stop (laughs) i was like no offense to the person sending it but yo you're killing me But uh, they did a good job because I would get it all the time. But I saw, I watched some of the things, and I saw that that was pretty cool. Was that something that kind of came about because of lockdown? Well, it was it was actually something that we were planning. Oh, okay. But be, I think we maybe pushed it forward because of COVID. Yeah. Um, because it was like, oh, I was supposed to be on tour in this place. Yeah. And no, I'm, no, I'm not. So right. let, let's film these videos and uh, yeah, yeah, man. That's I, that's been like, I I didn't I didn't really think about the impact that would have while I was making it. I was yeah. just like, my manager was like, yeah, this is a great idea. I met the guys behind it and they were amazing. And I was like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. See what happens. Um, and ever since that's been out, I've, I keep going to shows and I'm meeting people and they're like, oh my God, man, I've got your course. Like I, I really want to learn how that's to do so all cool. this stuff. And, and it's like, wow, that's, that's really had like quite a big, quite a big impact in the world that I hadn't thought about. Right. Yeah. That's great. And and probably helps, you know, monetarily or whatever, like oh, yeah. during the time. <laughs> I don't need to tell you that <laughs> we we lost all our uh, we yeah. lost all our touring income. And like, and year. you filmed it pre, so people, so it can kind of live on forever now, yeah. right? And people can just yeah, buy yeah. it. And we actually, we actually added some new um, modules to it. Oh, um, cool! Like maybe three months ago or something. So yeah, the original course was filmed probably almost two years ago now. Well, oh, no. wow! It was filmed when the CDJ three thousand came out. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that was. September. Yeah. Okay. So September 2020, I would say. Right. Like a year, about a yeah, year, yeah, year yeah. and a half ago. Uh, and we, yeah, we added some modules to it a few months ago just to make sure that it's super fresh, you know, like right. adding the new, adding the new transitions that I've done that have gone viral basically. Right. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's cool how it all is connected it's like a big circle, you know, mm-hmm. ecosystem or whatever the yeah, word yeah. is like where you're like, I can do. I can DJ live at a show, do a routine, film it, put it on something, goes viral, you know, yeah, have yeah, it in yeah. my school set. People want to pay for that. Yeah. Then they want to pay for me to come to my show yeah, and yeah, yeah, kind of shows how like being a DJ at this point is like a constellation of stars. Like you have to connect there's, all the dots. There's so many, there's so many little things like that, that I started the ball rolling with during COVID. Yeah. You know, like, like what? Like I, well, I've got, I've got, I've got my brand stereo hype and we're running a label and we're doing. And so what, what is that? I saw you, I saw a video on YouTube, stereo hype. So uh, stereo hype started as an apparel brand. Oh, okay. Um, just because I was sick of buying really expensive t-shirts to look cool <laughs> at shows. And I was like, why would I spend like, why would I spend like $200 on this t-shirt to wear someone else's big, yeah. big name logo? Like we got like big Gucci on my t-shirt. I'm, like, I'm James Hype, bro. Why am I wearing Gucci? So, so then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make something that I can wear. Yeah. And then I ended up selling it. And now that's become something that we do. Like we'll, we'll 
do a we'll do a drop on the store three or four times a year and that's something that started through covid just but by me having the time to do it you wow know? and also me looking for other revenue streams as well yeah um and then a record label as well through stereo hype oh so you have stereo hype records stereo hype yeah. clothing yeah and it's just basically can become a whole lifestyle brand exactly. however big you want to make it yeah, yeah, yeah that's so cool okay that's interesting any other things was there any other things that came out of COVID or just things you learned about maybe um, yourself or introspection things? I, yeah, I, I I was literally thinking this morning, like, it's one of the best times of my life. It sounds, it sounds crazy. You mean being in lockdown yeah. and as being a, able as, to have I that just, time. Do you know what? I was just having the reset. Yeah. The reset is crazy for me, man. Like, right. It sounds it sounds a bit mad because obviously we've we've been through some really tough stuff yeah as a as a race of a species of yes. a species of people you know right um but personally having that time like we, when when it first hit i was like oh man i'm gonna lose so much money and no. I, i'm gonna be so bored and are people gonna get seriously ill like right um so all of those all of those things were were a massive worry but then as i actually lived through it i started to become grateful for the the time to reflect and um when you when you take a big break away from the monotony of what right. you just because we we wake up every day and we do what we do because we do and sometimes we don't question things yeah um and it's like well you just kind of carry on going through the motions and when you take a step back from that you are you, you can reassess everything and you're like well do I really want to do that? Is that really what what's going to get so me true. to there? Yeah, and yeah, I was able to I was able to make loads of music. I was able to connect with loads of fans online, and I feel like a different artist after it. You know? Yeah. Um. So I'm super grateful. That's amazing. And so to get into the grind and all that stuff, like just to kind of go back in time, how did you get your start? Like, wh I mean, I guess, where are you from, you know? <laughs> okay, so I'm from, I'm from a town just outside of Liverpool. Okay. Um, and I asked my parents to buy me some turntables for my 15th birthday. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Also, I got a just side note, tell my, my son is like the ultimate soccer football fan. Yeah. So I'll tell him, uh, you're from Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, He'll be yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has all the gear and like, uh, yeah. you know, we like all of it. I mean, shout to uh, someone from Manchester United sent <laughs> us some stuff too. Then he's wearing that, but it's a completely impartial. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're impartial, but we like the sport. You know, he plays yeah, yeah, yeah. every day of his life nonstop. Yeah. But uh, oh, that's how, that's old, how old is your son? He's nine. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll he wants to be pro. We'll see how far yeah, he goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, I could show you how to DJ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You could be a DJ. Football player, soccer player. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, okay, interesting. So so you're from a town outside of Liverpool, yeah. and you got turntables when you were 15. Yeah, 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 And how did you even know to get, like, why did you want turntables? Oh, bro, this is a, this is a, an unusual story, because I didn't have any friends who DJed. I didn't right. know anyone who DJed. The, I, I think, from what I can remember, yeah, I saw people with decks at the back of music videos. Know? yes yes and i thought that's how you made the music right and when I, honestly I, same <coughs> like because i remember i used to i would go to raves here in the in like the 90s and i would yeah. i had no dj friends i yeah. didn't and, and i would watch dj premiere and and tribe called quest and people with djs i didn't totally yeah. know what was happening mm -hmm. and i would go to these raves and i would see the dj you know crazy like people going nuts and the, the djs and i thought they were making the music yeah. it wasn't until one of my friends finally got it yeah. and i saw <laughs> and i was like 
Wait, he's, what? he's doing his press and play. I'm like, you just have the record with the sound, and he's doing. But then we realize, oh, they're blending. They're yeah, doing. Yeah. He was putting an acapella, or he's yep. scratching, or he's putting drum and bass with a hip hop. You know, he's doing yeah, halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was what opened my mind. But yeah, yeah. but it's not. You know, I understand is yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I I got I got the decks thinking I was gonna make music, and right. to be honest, very quickly I sort of was making music like. Um, yeah. My mom had a my mom had a big record collection and she loved Michael Jackson and nice. on Vogue and yeah all, all these kind of all these kind of eighties acts let's say right um, and I ended up buying any records I could find with an acapella on and yeah. then I would be like I'm gonna play so I remember my mom my mom had like a Sugar Hill Gang LP yeah and they had like the extended versions of the records and I was playing like. Biggie acapella over like Sugar Hill Gang beats and stuff, and that's Amazing. that was what that was what fascinated me about playing music. It was never just playing the music; it was always like, well, what can we actually make out of this out of this stuff?" Right. Um, and then I think I only kept the vinyl for about a year. Oh, and okay. I got some. I got some Stanton CD decks. Nice. That's how, <laughs> that's how old I am. <laughs> um, Haven't seen those in a long time, no, uh, and they they were awful, weren't they? Um. <laughs> well, you got to start on the bad stuff. I know that's the funny thing. I mean, to, to bring up my son one more time, I always hear people like, I didn't have access to this and same. I'd use the shittiest stuff. Yep. And I'm like, dude, you have all the good stuff in your house. Like, yep. if you want to use it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess yep. if, if he does, then maybe people will talk shit about him later in life. Like, yeah, well, true. your dad had all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm going to make you use the crappy, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. stuff in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that that's crazy. So so you got the Stantons, and then did you have any, even though you didn't know anyone, did you have any DJ influences eventually once you started to understand it, like in your area or just in the world um, or people you saw on TV? My, or all my music influence came from LimeWire. Oh, okay. Crazy, right? Yeah. Um, I would just like whatever I could find, and then you'd go down a rabbit hole, and you'd be like, oh, what's this? And then yep. we'd download an album called something and like like you know like a compilation album and it'll be like i remember i discovered like hardcore and all sorts and you just yes. find the album name and then you'll be like oh that's that's number three so there must be a number two and a number one and then right. i download it all and i remember yeah um and then it's i think so, so I, w I was listening to kind of all genres of music like i was listening to a lot of hip-hop i was listening to a lot of grime yeah um, which was well it still is a big uk genre of kind of Rap music with almost like dance influence. Yeah, it's almost like what trap is here in a way, mm -hmm. right? But it's mixed with the, I guess, garage sound yeah, yeah. or something. Exactly. Like those drums, yeah. those like yeah. weird drums. And then, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I love grime stuff, yeah. but it has its own sound yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, was, that was the music that I loved. And then there was a radio station called One Extra. Yeah. Which, is, which was like, it was the first station to come out that was playing completely urban music and i was like yeah this is amazing i'm gonna listen i actually i actually bought it's not the same thing here it's probably like sirius xm right yeah but I, I actually bought a digital dab radio for specifically so i could hear this station yeah um and that's probably the same as like sirius xm i imagine right um and yeah and the, on this station they were playing this kind of new new urban genre at the time, it was like the the cool genre, and it was called Funky House or UK Funky. They were calling it right, and yeah. um, UK Funky was kind of like it's almost it sounds almost a bit like certain like Afro house tracks today, um, but 
the the DJs who were playing it, they were they were playing it alongside Funky House records, like what American people would call Funky House. Yeah. Um. So kind of like defected, strictly rhythm type records right. and Most disco-y, redone disco. Kind of, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, records. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dennis Ferrer. Yeah. Um. Okay. And. I uh, I discovered that's how I discovered house music. Oh wow! And I was like, "Yo, this is crazy!" And I discovered Beatport. So this sounds like a plug now, doesn't it? But <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. I discovered Beatport after I discovered Defected and Strictly Rhythm. I was like, because I just went down a rabbit hole of what 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 are what is all this stuff? Because yeah. I'd never I'd never heard house music before. I I'd heard it, but I'd never been interested. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I discovered I discovered Beatport from there, and from that point. I was a I was a dance music fan, you know. Yeah, that's great. That's huge. And then, so you kind of were you ever um, like an open format kind of DJ or that just yeah. played everything? Yeah. So for a long time, you you were in that world, and then <laughs> did you make a conscious decision to yeah. like be a house yep. or whatever yeah, you yeah. consider yourself? You yeah. know. So so the I'll whole the whole story that I've said I've told so far is probably I was probably. 15 16 years old okay so it's just the beginning yeah 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 yeah, yeah. A lot when, when i when obviously i've we've got to the point where i now like i now like house music okay? yeah so fortunately i the first city that i go and dj in is liverpool everyone loves house music in liverpool right. like liverpool they love kind of piano house with female vocals and okay. stuff it's it's they, they absolutely love it they there was a there was an era where they they didn't play anything else in liverpool you know That's so, so funny. i started djing in liverpool around these times i was playing all of this music um, and then within within a few years, I was kind of like, oh well, what happens if we try and play some kind of different stuff? And yeah, yeah. So I I started experimenting, throwing different uh, throwing different tempos in and stuff, and really liked it. I ended up traveling around a bit more and playing in different cities, and I became I be- became an open format DJ without I never really, like planned to be an open format <laughs> DJ. I was just like chasing a crowd reaction, you know. Yes. Became an open format DJ. I ended up getting pretty good at it. Um, that's kind of where I, where I did my ten thousand hours, you know, as right. as open format. Yeah, um, of course. I was doing like well, at one point I was doing five or six nights a week DJing, um, in Liverpool, just around the UK. just around the north of England. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I was yeah, I just kind of I started producing music, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I it was that was like my new love. Because I was like, DJing was the old love, and it was just the same over and over. Yeah. So the making music, that was my new love, and I put more time into that. I was testing out what I'd made in the clubs at night. Right. Which is an amazing position to be in. The best. Because you get you get that instant feedback of like, is, is it mixed okay? Does it actually work? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Does um, that breakdown just kill the energy, yeah, exactly. or does yeah. it work? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, my, the music I was making, it started to get, started to get recognition from people. Um, Notably, DJ City, because um, oh, cool. I was always I was always in that UK top ten chart with like a bootleg a house house remix of a current top forty record, you know? Yeah. Um, and I was doing that for I was doing that for ages and with a really high output, like maybe one a week or something. Oh wow! Yeah, and then I, I had a few that went big, and I, and I had like David Guetta started to play like a bootleg that I'd made and stuff. Nice. And I was like, yo, if I really want to be this like house music guy i'm gonna have to stop doing these open format gigs and right and just kind of and that was hard for me man because i was like oh, because I, it's, you know how to do it so well 
it's money yeah. every night everywhere yeah. i know and i'm sure i'm sure so many people who are listening and watching can relate as well like I yeah just, i just love music i man. think this is a good topic too because there's probably people listening that either have gone through that or are in the same mindset yeah. of like i don't want to be an open format dj forever i want to switch yeah. to exactly what i love yeah. and and it is scary, but also it can open the yeah. doors to just yeah. it can blow the ceiling off yes. in a way because yeah. there is a there are ceilings for yeah, yeah, yeah. most open format DJs. I wouldn't yeah. say everyone. We've seen a lot of things happen over the yeah, past yeah, yeah. few years where it's evolving into different things. Mm -hmm. But I do notice that being a producer is yeah, a yeah, way yeah. to really yeah, for tour, real man. You know? but, but for me, it wasn't even it wasn't even taking the path that I loved. It was yeah. taking the path that I saw could lead somewhere yeah you know because like i i didn't i i was i used to i used to dj at a dance hall night you know that was one of the gigs i did right so i was doing everything man yeah. so i just love it right yeah so it for me choosing that house music path it wasn't even like oh yeah let me chase my passion it was like oh yeah this probably makes sense right i actually really don't want to leave all this behind but yeah. like maybe this is this is the thing to do otherwise i felt like i would probably be static for a very long time yeah, that's true. You you could you you can get in that hamster wheel yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like what you said with COVID that snapped a lot of people yeah. out of it because yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, realize yeah. like how many things you're just saying yes to nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> it's just part of your life, yeah. and you're like, "This is what I do," yeah. you but, know. But also, I mean, I I was I was in a much smaller country than you. you yeah. Know? So the 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 glass ceiling is probably a lot lower. Yeah, you know? I'm sure in the UK, there's. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I mean, you can go to Europe, but um, but yeah, here, I mean, it's massive. Yeah, like yeah. you could. Just in LA alone, there's so many clubs, but the, yeah. in California alone, I mean, we've yeah. got from San Francisco to San Diego to LA, just three big cities and then mm. the whole West Coast. So that's true. There is bigger and Vegas and everything mm. for open format DJs. But I think it's been shown over time and especially through Vegas that the dance music stuff and the producers and, and the show has sort of won out. You know, those are the people that are getting booked for the bigger yeah, shows yeah. and numbers yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think people like the experience of it too. Like open format DJing is really dope for other open format DJs and for people that are into music, you know, not, I look, this is what I do. So I'm not like putting it down. I, I love it and I co constantly do it, but I do know that I think sometimes the open format, um, I guess shows lack the show element a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Open format is amazing for a dance floor. Yes, it, it really is. Like I know when I when I get to see an amazing performer DJ, I love it, man. Like yeah. I'm still passionate about that stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and when it's mixed with a Vegas club or something that has a show, mm -hmm. it's good. But if it's just kind of yeah there, yeah. it doesn't always translate. It's, it's, right. it's almost like it's almost like because the DJ is playing. It, well, it's it's kind of like is it Eminem who said if you stand for if you stand for nothing then you fall, fall for, for anything. anything. So it's yeah. almost like because the DJ is playing anything, it's true. We don't know what we're gonna get, so we don't know what we can buy into. Right. Whereas it's like if you put yourself in the position of someone who's out there on the dance floor, then they might be like, yeah, I love dubstep. Yeah, I love I love EDM, or I love this one thing. So if if I love EDM. I love Zed, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, Zed's my guy. We're going to go and see Zed every time he's in town. True. Um, whereas if you're like, yeah, I love EDM, then you probably wouldn't get passionate about an open format DJ because one time when you see him, he'll play EDM, but yeah. another time he might be more of a, like an old school set. Right. So that's, that's just my, 
That's, that's true. my thoughts on it. I guess that's why a lot of open format DJs get frustrated with things because they're like, I'm doing everything. But it's yeah. like, you can't please everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be like looking all over the place. That's that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And 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 human beings can't think that much like DJs are thinking all over. But music fans are just kind of coming out to have a good time yeah. and just want to yeah. know they don't need all of the different parts so i guess yeah if you keep it simple like this is what this is what you're going to see you know yeah this is what team you're on <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah um uh yeah i get it and then i think as people grow they their tastes change mm -hmm. and stuff yeah um but but what's what one thing that i've noticed that that i can say from my own career but also observing other people if you make an impact doing one thing you open yourself up to be able to do more things. So yeah. it's almost like if I was to if I was to become the biggest house DJ in the world, right? Yeah. Then I could stand there and be like, yo guys, I'm gonna drop a bit of hip hop tonight. And people would be like, yo, he's playing hip hop. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Bro, and that's that's the crazy thing. It's like once people once you get that that respect of people, then you can almost oh, it's it's like it's a it's it's a phrase, um, like it's uh, a quote. I think play the game to change the game. Oh, that's you know cool. what I mean. I like that. You know, you're totally right. Like uh, on multiple levels, because like I remember going back to the Vegas thing and seeing a lot of, you know, Skrillex and different people come into the the world, or even Avicii. And yeah. I remember seeing them come in and play this, you know, straight ahead set. And then slowly, their residents, so they're there all the time. They would start dropping a hip hop track or yeah, a few yeah. things. And it was people would freak out. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm doing the same yeah, thing, yeah, of course. But yeah. but it doesn't matter yeah, it's yeah, because yeah. they are known for that. And yeah, so yeah, for yeah. them to do it out of the element is yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I think that people get stuck in, like, well, if I say I'm a house DJ, that's all I can do forever. But in a way, no, you're playing the game to change the game. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. you're building yourself up, and you're getting your credibility and your status. Then you're like, I'm going to put out an acoustic album or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you want to do. Like you, Calvin Harris. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Calvin Harris is the ultimate yeah. example because. But, but if Calvin Harris had never done that huge EDM album, yep. then he wouldn't have the credibility to have done Funk Guav Bounces. Yeah, he would. that would have just been like, oh, that's a random yeah, cool yeah, yeah, thing yeah. he it put out. It would be thing. so yeah. musically amazing and yeah. Grammy, you know, yeah, type yeah, yeah. thing. And you're right. And funny because his early stuff was almost like that. Like, yeah. I remember playing Calvin Harris way before yeah, yeah, that, yeah. and I'm like, this guy's great. Yeah, stuff. all yeah. that stuff. Just dope funk music, you know, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. over the place. And then when he transitioned into the, you know, the the DJ, you know, the EDM or whatever you want to call it type yep. stuff. Um, and then he can go anywhere from there now, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is amazing. And same with Skrillex. Yeah. You know, you see him. He, you're like, yeah. dubstep, Skrillex. That's yeah, all yeah, anybody yeah, yeah, knew. Yeah. Now he's he producing he every yeah. kind of music on earth, you mm -hmm. know, and, and working with every artist. And yeah. so really, you're right. You know, pick a path in a way. Stick to it. Go with it. And then you can make a turn. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. stick to that path and do it. And like you said, it doesn't. It's good to follow your passion, but it's good to follow what you think is the right move at that yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a, a mix. Trust your gut, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That, that's, that's a cool way to look at it. Um, and, so, uh, and so from there, what are some of the things you learned, you know, grinding it out as an open format DJ or just putting in all your 10,000 hours, like, that you've brought into your 
shows now, like any mic work or so these tricks or things like that. Everything, bro. Everything. Everything. It's just like, all part of it, right? Uh, the most important thing is, well, we probably call it reading the crowd, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's reading like, the crowd. That's the, that's the one thing that, that I know that I'm so much better at than so many other yes edm house music djs you know because right. because i've been in those awful rooms and, and yeah and on a tuesday night when you've got 50 people in front of you and yes yeah and you seem very connected to the crowd like in a real way where i feel like some people just have certain movements where they're like put your hands up or like yeah. say this here we go you yeah. know it's just like yeah. standard movements but like you seem you seem comfortable i yeah, guess yeah, is yeah. the word oh mate that's like if you put me in a room the one place where i am the most comfortable is yeah it's on stage over behind some decks, yeah you, you seem know, comfortable yeah. like you seem comfortable with the gear with yeah. the mic with yeah. the crowd with the people looking at you yeah, yeah, yeah and that's a kind of a hard place to get i think that does come from the experience yeah, yeah, too yeah, it's definitely experience man yeah that that's um that's like yeah i think th that's why people want what they see but they don't realize that if they go somewhere that's too big for them they won't be able to handle it. You know, yeah, you have yeah. to go through shitty nights and the yeah, low yeah, things yeah. and the long gigs and the things going wrong to be able to be comfortable in those environments yeah, yeah, yeah. and go do it. Um, where do you where do you get your music nowadays? Like, are you part of different pools or? To be honest, I'm I'm quite old school with it still. I'm, I'm deep poor. Yeah, just um, find stuff you like. Yeah, edit, make edits. Yeah, and I, I play I play audio files as well, so I'm just. I'm a bit bougie, you know. <laughs> what so do you mean, like I, just AIF, AIF yeah, yeah, yeah. on a USB yeah, stick? Yeah, all on, all on USB. And why? Because it just sounds the best, <laughs> or is there a reason? I'm, I'm just, a, I'm, a, I'm an audio snob. Okay, <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm a studio guy. I love, I love the studio. I don't, I'm not in there very much at the moment. But, right. but yeah, like. Um, and to be honest, I think that comes from being a producer as well. When yeah. I'm like, I've made this thing; it sounds incredible. I don't want to play it. Compress three of it. I want to yeah. play the. I want to play the full WAV. But the, the reason I would use AIF over a WAV is because you get the ID three tags. Oh, in, really? In the file. Yeah. The, True. The, I never wa thought about the that. WAV. For some reason, I, I don't. I don't know yeah. the, the details of it. But the WAV doesn't seem to hold as much info in the ID three tags. Right. You can't have the picture on there. Yeah. Can't have, True. Yeah. The AIF can do all the same as the MP three. Okay. And um, and then what about other elements of your show? Like, do you do you um, request to have certain elements at your shows, like CO two or certain graphics, or like um, something I'm working on? You know, um, yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a camera element in every show where we have an overhead camera that's been projected onto the screens behind and stuff so that's, oh that's cool so like yeah. on your rider or to tell them hey if we're gonna do the show let's get yeah. an overhead camera yeah, project yeah. it so you could click to that and they could exactly. see what i'm doing on those exactly. parts exactly because if because otherwise they're just staring at you and you're you making look some like horrible crazy, noises yeah. they're like what's he doing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's true yeah. that's a and good idea we, when we're in, when we're in a small club it's great because everyone can see when they're right in front but if it's a if it's a bigger a bigger stage no one can see a thing it could all be fake you know it's true. That's funny because, like, even I'm in Vegas tomorrow, and like I do these scratch things, and yeah. sometimes I'm like, no, they're not reacting because I'm up on a thing, yeah, and yeah, really yeah. I'm just making yeah, a weird right. sound. Yeah. You, you if they don't know what I'm doing, crazy, and especially if yeah. they don't know what DJing is, just yeah. like we said, you yeah. know, then it just does sound and look crazy, I yeah, guess, yeah. to a certain, a certain. So it's nice to have that camera. Are there any other things you want to bring in to make it more of your own? That's the that's the main thing. That, um, it's a good idea. One we actually we actually talked about trying to trying to find a way to get 
visual equipment to connect with the DJ equipment, so we could almost have like, say, like a three D render of the decks. Oh yeah, but it, but the movements of the faders and stuff are actually connected to something in the DJ mixer. So I wonder it knows whether the faders up and down, and and it would replicate that on a big three D render. But for sure, there's a way. Because with some, I bet you could do yeah. with MIDI. Yeah, you might be able to. Yeah, I'm. I know somebody that would for sure know how yeah. to figure that out. <laughs> I'm going to ask him. Yeah, go. I'm going to mention to him, and I'll I'll see maybe yeah. link you guys up because he's so good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, Anytime yeah. I tell him something, a week later he's like, "Look at this! <laughs> how did you even think of this?" And he's like, "Input this MIDI into your thing," and I'm like, "I don't even know what I'm doing, yeah. but it's working." Yeah, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, all my shit syncs up. So yeah, that that's a good idea. That that sounds cool. Um, and so what um on the on the music tip, um what's some stuff that you have coming? I think I heard you have a track with Vintage Culture. Yeah, I I, I did a collab with Vintage Culture that dropped five weeks ago maybe. Right. Um and that's doing really well. That's number three on Beatport. Yeah. As we speak. That one's dope. And there was another one, uh Tita Lau. Yeah, I dropped that a week ago. Yeah. Uh, Tita's actually my girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Family was, affair. She, she was in LA up until last night. Oh, she's, okay. Yeah, she she's gone home to do a show. Crazy. Um, that's great. I love that. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 the first track that we've we've put out together, which is really cool. Yeah, um, really cool. Her, she's on the vocals on that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm working on working on some stuff with a few really cool people, really cool DJs at the moment. I've got I've got. We'll just say it. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm working on, I'm working on a track with Steve Aoki at the moment. Nice. And I'm also working on a track with Dylan Francis at the moment. Oh, great! Yeah. Love them. So yeah, we're trying to like cr- make that house tech house sound like spread further. You know. Yeah. Well, they're both great. I mean, Dylan is like the most insane producer. Yeah. They're both just like great people too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, I love to hear that. That's so cool. What about are there any people that you want to collab with that uh you haven't yet or that you're looking forward to? Um I don't have an answer for that. Uh, <laughs> All good. I mean, like maybe artists or DJs or anything or So my dream feature on a record would yeah. be the week would be the weekend for sure. That would be incredible. Like, do you remember he did that track with um, Disclosure? Yeah. Love that, man. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good. I mean, and Daft Punk, and, like, yep. I mean, he's definitely in that world, you yeah. know? That could happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, um, I was wondering, like, you know, we talked about your videos and, like, how you do these really complex things. Um, has there ever been a time when you made a mistake or like you tried to like, I mean, I know you've even talked about that. I feel like you're really cool because you're open to showing your mistakes and showing well, how you learn from I it. When I show my mistakes, it shows it's real, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Uh, like what are, do, I guess, what are some good ways to recover from a mistake? Do you have any like things that you... Experience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Confidence. <laughs> That's literally it. But then also like you've got to act like you haven't made a mistake a lot That's of what the I'm time. saying. Yeah. yeah just like, be confident with it. Like, no, that was supposed to happen. And, and I, I, I always end up working with the same videographers. Like I've got, I've got a guy who, who's my videographer in Europe called Sabian. Yeah. And um, he, he, he can't hold me in the US because he's not 21 yet. Oh, like, wow. He's, he's, yeah. But in, in Europe, that's not a problem because yeah, you only matter. need to be 18 to go yeah. to the clubs. Um, so he's my, he's my videographer like 
all the time we're in Europe and he he's a DJ as well so he knows when I've made a mistake <laughs> and I know and we'll both be there on the stage like styling it out you know <laughs> <laughs> like no mistake has been made here that was completely intentional right and sometimes sometimes if you're doing like so you you got to remember as well sometimes you got like one thing in your head that you want to achieve yeah and then you might mess up but to the listener, you may not have messed up. Right. So sometimes you can, if you if you were trying to do thing A, and you accidentally, you might end up doing thing B. Just carry on doing thing B. Yeah. Just to the listener, I'm sure it's fine. Just don't panic and like cut everything off. Um. So yeah, yeah sometimes I'll like hit the wrong hot cue and I'll be like, oh yeah, we can turn that into something. Yeah. You know, like if it's on like a vocal or something, we'll just pretend I was going to chop that bit instead. Yeah, you um, have to just keep going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's not, obviously, if it sounds well, like... A, you got, like, beats clashing or something, then, yeah. No, like, don't keep going with <laughs> don't that. Don't keep going with <laughs> Get it. Get out. That's the other thing. When people try to keep a mix going, you're like, just oh, end it. Yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. already lost. Spin back. You know, spin yeah. back. Your, your spin back. Do something. Put the echo. Put the reverb, you know. Um, What's your favorite? Do you have any, like, effects you love to use the most on I'm, there? I'm really simple, to be honest, man. I'm just... I, I'm, I use echo... 90% of the time, reverb 10% of the time, well, reverb 9% of the time, trans 1% of the time. For that, for <laughs> for that, that one, one transition, that's the only time I've ever used trans. That's true. Um, that's cool. Um, and what about, like, um, you know, we like the mistake thing, but what about, like, rejection or things like that? Like, have you have you had any things that you've learned from coming out of like something that wasn't good or like a, either a nightmare gig or rejected from a record deal or I don't know. It's always worse in your head than it is in reality. Yeah. Um, like I, I can handle rubbish gigs. Um, yeah. I, I can handle bad gigs cause I just kind of think, well, wasn't the right place for me. It wasn't. Right. The, it wasn't my people. You That's know? the thing. If you're um, confident, then it's fine. Like yeah. exactly, it wasn't the right place for yeah, you. Yeah, like I you know you're good. I, I'll say this. I played Printworks and I stopped the music like, oh. by accident. <laughs> Print, Printworks in London uh, is like number five top club in the world or right. something this year. And you stopped <laughs> like, the music. I stopped the music. Imagine how that. Imagine how that felt. Oh my God, what you just hit the button yeah, on accident? I pressed. I pressed stop on the wrong deck. If my head's not in the game. This my set can go so wrong. Yeah, you know? like if right. I'm doing three, three or four decks at once, like right. If, and sometimes I just won't get my head in the game. And I, I had a really tough gig on that Printwork show. I was like, I don't feel like the the booth stacks were big enough. Uh -huh. I, you're right behind the PA system in there. Yeah, you're behind you're behind all the speakers, and it's a big room, so it's it's echoey. Yeah, and there were these little wedges next to me for monitors, and I was like, I can't. Oh, here, man. Right. Like, and because of that, I was also getting no vibe. So th there's loads of people in front of me. It looks incredible. The, yeah. In fact, the video, the video of it's got 1.7 million views. Right. Like, it looks amazing. Yeah. No, not the video of my fail. The video, the video <laughs> of my success. Got it. <laughs> yes. The video um, of you turning off the music. Exactly. No, no, not not that video. Um. But when I was there, I I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. And sometimes that happens. And. I think I think another thing with that show, I was trying to do a lot of things that I hadn't rehearsed. Yeah, which is a ridiculous thing to try. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you're on a big stage and you're not feeling the vibe, and you've put yeah. You, 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 I, I, and also, I applied a lot of pressure to that myself as well because yeah, I was I'm like, sure. I was like, it's Printworks, it's a really cool club. We're gonna get an amazing video. So, yeah, a lot of that pressure came from came from within as well. And yeah, but yeah, like I can I can laugh about that. 
Uh, right. What I, happened? What did you do? Like, you turned it off and then pressed, just turned it right I, back I, on I or say no, anything? I load, no, I loaded a track on the wrong deck. So oh. I loaded I loaded my new track on the playing deck. Oh, my God. So imagine how long that takes to recover from. It's not like, obviously, if you're on Serato. At least in Serato, you hit Apple Z. If you command Z, then you're yeah. good, yeah. And you come back, and you're like, people look at you weird, but Oh, you got done. like, what, two seconds of silence, bro. There's I no undo a on a CDJ. There's no undo, bro. It has to you, be. Well, what you can do is you can Hold lock back. it. Oh, you can lock them. So, so it won't, it, you can't load a plane deck. True. But I, I, oh, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> right. I don't have them locked. Right. Um. So, yeah, I, that happened, and I had to press play at the start of this new track that I'd loaded. Oh, no. Yeah. So, and and I was on stage. What can you I was, even say at that point? I didn't. I didn't say anything. I was on stage with my video guy. My video guy left the stage because, <laughs> like, he was like, he was like, he was like, well, I can't film it, and it's really awkward. Like, he obviously felt really embarrassed. Oh my god, um, that's yeah, funny. It probably took me like ten minutes to kind of recover mentally. I was with one of my friends one time in New York, like a long time ago. At this really like high profile club at the time, and and it was like. I remember house music wasn't really that big. It was like we had like, you know, Bob Sinclair and like a few of those tracks and the owner was screaming at play play house music, play more house music. Yeah. And he's yelling at me and he looks at my friend, tried to tell him my friend was like, I don't know this guy. I was like, yo, what the hell? It was like the same kind of thing. He just slinks <laughs> away. I'm like, thanks for having my back. Like he was another DJ too. So I'm like, yo, he's trying to look Trying to look good in front of the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was more embarrassed uh, than I was, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that print work story, man, no one talks about it. Only me. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's not like and that's the lesson, is yeah. that more people, you're harder on yourself than everybody else. And, and more people are going to remember the positive things than the fails. When you look in YouTube, I don't think people are searching <laughs> James, James Hype, turn, turn the music, music off, <laughs> print work. They're searching... <laughs> You know, Fisher yeah, yeah, yeah. losing it, you know, exactly, one yeah. more time. And yeah, yeah. so that's why. And that's why people shouldn't be afraid to just yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. What's the word? You're not dead. You know what I mean? You're here. <laughs> Things are going good. Like, uh, it, I'm sure it was a bad feeling at the yeah, time. Yeah, and you thought about now. it and you're laying in bed like, can't believe that happened. Like, <laughs> I still replay those things in yeah, my yeah. head. But uh, I, I'm also sure you will be back there and have some insane show after yeah, yeah. and be able to tell that yeah. story, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's life, but that's crazy. <laughs> oh my god! That I mean, that's a big that that's a big deal, yeah, yeah. and and to have to recover during your set. I mean, it's just hard. Do you have any other tricks that you have to like get in the game, like if you're out of it? Because it's I've had to learn that over time too. Is just once if something throws me off mentally, it used to be really bad, and I have to try to like center myself or something. I I find I can go extra extra hard, like just like exaggerate all my movements and shit, and I'm like. It's it's like you trick your body. Yeah, into exactly. It. It's like it's like people say like, oh, if you if you smile for long enough, you'll end up feeling yeah, happy. Yeah, you're, you know? right, you're right. It's like so I can like I can literally like dance around like crazy and just <laughs> and like just go extra hard on all the controls and just like smash the hot cues and stuff. And I'll I'll get back in there. I'll get yeah. back in my zone. Have you ever like I mean like you said smash the hot cues? Have you ever like broken? <laughs> I mean, watching some of your videos, I'm like, he's gonna break it off. <laughs> Honestly, personally, I've never. I've never broken a, de a deck. Like, all, all my stuff that I've got home is in great condition. That shows the durability <laughs> of um, Pioneer. Yeah, no, no, they need no, to bring no. you in with, like, a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> the James Hype <laughs> test. Um, <laughs> I've, broken, I've broken my mixer fader once. Right. Um, that's the same. One, like, that's $20, $20 to replace Right, and they're very yeah. little. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, so I didn't actually break the mixer. It's just those, yeah. those parts are meant to be replaced, right. aren't they? So, yeah, I haven't really broken my stuff. Okay. Um, 
some uh yeah, I had some people on the internet hit me and ask uh you know some questions and I I was saying um DJ, well, a few people asked if you'd ever broken any. Oh, DJ Polar wrote on Twitter, has he ever broken a CDJ? <laughs> Genuinely haven't. Okay, uh, good to know. I have, have by putting like a parcel on top of one. Like, oh. It's crazy. It's crazy how, how how much abuse a CDJ right. can take. Well, you you're in a DJ I put a I put a package on top and like the, the screen in the middle gone. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. I bought deck savers after that. <laughs> yeah, you need that. Like yeah. those those things on top. I know sometimes they get sticky too. Like my CDJs, I've had to like loosen the platter oh, yeah. because when I was doing the side, it was moving the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm in the middle of a mix. And it goes, and yeah. I'm like, no, please. You yeah. just messed up everything. So so do you practice like three, four turntable routines at home? You know, I don't practice. I don't think any professional DJs practice. You I know? just mean, I um, guess, I guess prepare like those routines you do or do you come up with those live do them and then just perfect them as you go yeah that's normally how it goes i'll normally come up with something in record box okay um and then i'll do version one of it at the club and then version one will always be a bit like i know how i can improve this you know right then version two comes and then by the time it gets to version four it's normally pretty good Got it. Okay. Okay. So instead of like, and so instead of being like, okay, I'm not going to try this till I'm at home and I mm. practice it a million times, you like, you can do in record box sort of virtually with the it's like I, I, keyboard or in your head. I've, I, yeah, I visualize DJ, DJ transitions completely. Okay. Like, and yeah, like between record box and my brain, I can kind of, I can kind of do the, do the transition before I've actually done the transition, you know, right. and then I'll do it in front of people and, it's never normally quite as good as it is in my head. Right. And then it's kind of like how stand-up comics will go and tell a joke that's like a, just an idea, yeah. see how they yeah. react. Okay, next time, yeah. add in, take some words out. And it's like you'll – and that happens to me too. I'll come up with an idea. I'm like, that worked. Okay, next time I should do this yeah. and this. And I listen back or I watch the video and yeah, yeah, yeah. it helps you understand. Yeah, man. And then when you finally perfect it, you could post the video on TikTok or exactly. Reels yeah. or <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Exactly. Get the reaction. Um, all right, let me see what else people wrote in. Um, JQ wrote, uh, he wanted to know if you were aware that you are the CDJ goat. <laughs> um, Thank you. He said, what is his prep like before a show or recording the videos? Like, are the things he does improvised or live? Oh, we just basically covered we that. We have covered some of that, <laughs> yeah. We have covered some um, of that. So that was basically what we just talked yeah. about, right? I don't know if you have um, anything to add. It, it kind of depends where where you're watching me. When I was yeah. doing when I was doing loads of live streams, there was a lot of improvised stuff in there. Yeah, because sure. um, that was just like literally me me playing around. Um, but when it's in when it's in a club, there's not much that's improvised. Occasionally, something will happen improvised, but in general, I've put things into a folder in record yeah. box so that to make sure certain records are grouped together and stuff. Right. Right. Um, and uh okay let's see jamie selects said he wants to hear about your journey with djing how you developed your style and he doesn't see any other djs doing what you do on cdjs Thank you, we, we kind of spoke about that too but um yeah but we, like how did you become so active on the cdjs you know more than most in just a way like sounds stupid but through like boredom yeah, like being like, bored at the gig. Yeah, like and I feeling like, like you I used to. Things. I used to DJ for like five hours a night. Yeah, when I was doing resident DJing in in the UK, and right. to the point, like like I got so 
used to DJing that I don't have to think about like beat matching or anything like that. Like my my subconscious does that for me. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, it's kind of boring now, you know, like playing yeah. playing one track into another one is kind of boring. Yeah. So it's like, well, what can I what can I kind of do alongside that? And then I I bought myself a I bought myself a third third C DJ. All right, let me let me tell some let me tell some more story actually. I used to be a Serato DJ. Oh, okay. Um and when I decided to be a house DJ, I was like, yeah, I gotta buy C DJs because you can't use Serato and be a house DJ. You oh, know, that was oh, my I, know. <laughs> I went I DJed a house party like uh two months ago with all, and everybody was like early twenties, you know, and, and I'm like the only one with the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still played the set, but like it yeah, was, yeah. you know, I'm the old open format guy coming yeah, with the yeah, computer yeah, yeah, yeah. and they got the no, obviously, like Sticks. obviously, like you, you can play house music with Serato. Yeah, That's, that was I was doing no, inverted no. inverted yes, commas around that. Listening. Yeah, um, no, I know what you're saying, hundred uh, percent. But yeah, I was like, I I need to fit in with these house guys, so I'm yeah. gonna have to. I, so I bought I bought myself some CDJs and a mixer, but only two. I bought myself two CDJs and a mixer, okay. and I was so frustrated with the how long it took me to load records because oh, I'm okay. used to going shift left, shift right. Yeah. I, I, I was when I was doing open format. I would leave the fader up and drop a track. You know, like yeah, like, so like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, so I was so frustrated with how slow I was DJing. Yeah. On t- so I bought a third deck, okay. and then I started DJing across three. But it also gave me the ability to play acapellas and stuff. Um, right. And then, and then, yeah. Eventually, I got a fourth deck. And what What do you use the third and fourth for primarily? Like oh. having an acapella running, or I. I'm using three all the time. All the time. Like, all the time. I don't I don't I don't even prioritize the middle two. Okay. Like I prioritize two, three, and four. Right. Like one I don't use so much. And when um, you're saying all the time, I mean they're not always all running at the same time, are they? Like like live with the open all the they're faders. not they're not open all the time, but I'm not just like through my set there's there's not very many moments where I just play one record at a time. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so if I'm always playing this this song with this acapella, then I always need to mix the next song in as well. So right. that's always three decks being used. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you'll have the acapella um, running on one of them. Yeah, you'll yeah, have yeah. the thing going, but you exactly. can be queuing up or getting ready or yeah, yeah, mixing yeah. together yeah, both yeah. the tracks, doing your mix while yeah, the acapella yeah, yeah. is going. Exactly, yeah. And then there, there are certain moments in my set where I use four. Right, the um, fourth is the me, fo- your brain. <laughs> How do you even keep track? I don't, I don't know to be honest. It's just kind of like like what's the fourth? What are you going to be doing on the fourth at that point? There's, a, there's only a few transitions where I use four. Um, one of the one of the transitions where I use four is AJ Tracy Ecstasy, and it's kind of on deck one. I'll always have the Robin S Show Me Love, yeah, but just the organ like isolated. Yeah, I'll have that on deck one, and then on deck two I will have. A track playing that I've like looped up into a really fast sort of snare roll. Okay. On deck three, I've got a vocal playing by itself, and on deck four, I've got another track playing which I'm going to drop into. So when there's four decks playing, it's kind of like there's individual elements across each one. Yeah. It's not like four whole songs playing because that would be chaos, you know. Right. So yeah, we've got like an organ, a snare roll, a vocal, and a drop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like they they complement one another, you know? Right. And it's just probably more fun for you just to oh, yeah. like be doing crazy shit. I love the risk. Them. I love the risk. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, because 
I, I, I it's like skydiving. Said, yeah, man, for real. <laughs> you're like, if I don't only I'm, the only I'm not going to die. <laughs> no, you're not going to die. You might. You turn uh, the music off and print yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, exactly. That. It, but I mean, it's the pressure of like yeah, something yeah. crazy could happen yeah, at any yeah, moment yeah. if I do the wrong thing. Yeah. That's cool. Um, do you... Um, do you have any favorite places that you've DJed in the world? I've seen you've DJed a lot of a lot of places, um, uh, either cities or clubs or <laughs> favorite places, man. Um, or a standout gig. Or I something. love I love playing in Germany. Whenever I play in really? Germany, I I love it, man. Like why the yeah, energy? Yeah, the people, the energy, and it's probably the first place where I ever went, and I was like. Love me, man. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I was just like, yeah, like this this proper like hardcore fans there up at the front and stuff. And I haven't been able to play there since twenty nineteen, you know? Wow. Because this there's whenever well, there's just so much uncertainty that people aren't really booking then they don't want to put the money down and book artists, you know, because know. the government may cancel everything. Right. You know, and they don't know. So yeah, yeah. it's been, it's been pretty crazy. Uh but I can't wait to get back to Germany. Um and I love the US, man. Love yeah. the US. Like I, I didn't want to just go really cliche. It'd be like LA, <laughs> but I love the US, man. Uh, so yeah, like I've played so many great shows here. Yeah, um, no, I'm sure you seem like you'll fit in. You know, real good everywhere you play here. Thank um, you. And uh, and and your management seem really smart and yeah. cool and have your best interests in mind and stuff. Um, amazing. Well, thanks for all the info. Is there any um any other things you want to promote or talk about or even just any last words you got for all the DJs out there listening? Um Someone said how do you how did you find your style? If you're like looking for your style, just keep going. Like, yeah. Your your style will find you, you know? That's true. Cuz if you start trying to find it, you probably just end up being like a a clone of someone else like yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You just just keep going. Whatever you're doing, just keep going. Like none of the stuff that I do has ever been. It sounds a bit crazy, but none of the stuff I I do has ever been like deliberate. Right. It's always just been like I've just carried on going and yeah, carried on being passionate and everything's just kind of found itself. You know. Right. Right. Um. So just yeah, work hard and give everything. And the the more you give, in terms of the internet, the more you give, the more you'll get. You know. Yeah. You everything out. Totally. Are there any DJs um, you like listening to now, whether they're old school or new people we might not know about? Um, I I listen to I listen to like techno sets. I like listening to techno sets. Nice. Um, so I'll listen to Martinez Brothers. Um, yeah. Marco Carola. Um, recently got into some weird stuff as well, like um. Who was I listening to? Hosh. Oh. It's like some proper, like, proper weird techno, man. Like, yeah. it's like nothing that I would ever be able to play in my set. Right. Like, way too minimal. Um, but yeah, I, I'm all, I'm all over the place with what I listen to, man. Like, I, like, as I say, I used to be a massive hip hop listener and that right. was it. So I still, I still love hip hop. But then in, in terms of dance music, I, I have to listen to DJs. I can't, li- I can't listen to dance music on Spotify. Right. Because it winds me up. Spotify's like, oh yeah, you like house music. Try Fisher losing it. You know what I mean? Like Spotify just doesn't know. It's so it doesn't hard know to anything find about. Stuff on there for it, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It it gives you the obvious choice. Yeah. So you, if I if I press play on a house record on Spotify now, I could probably tell you within the next ten songs, it's gonna play me 
Fisher losing it. It's going to yeah. play me a song by MK. It's going to like that. Sure. They're all like super obvious, and that's that's cool for some people. Some people love that, but I I love this covering, so I I have to listen to DJ sets when I listen to dance music. Yeah. You know, that's true. Um, any uh any future plans? Like um, I know you've told us some stuff, but uh, <laughs> um, any other stuff we should look out for? Look out for um. Music, man. Just yeah. Music, yeah. Just follow you. You got a James yeah, hype on going. every every service. Check his videos. Yeah, let's go. And uh, yeah, I mean, can't wait to see more. You know, more of the stuff you put out. I can't wait to see videos from uh, your New Year's show time. Yeah, man. So yeah, he's out here. Anybody that's listening, he's out here on the West Coast, or he's out in the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. For the next couple of weeks and doing time and OC and going to New York and all that. So, yeah, yeah thank yeah. you for coming on the show, thank man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. All right. We'll see you soon. See you later. Peace. All right. Thank you to James Hype for coming on the show. That was incredible being able to talk to him and hear about all his mixing techniques and just learn so much more about him and his styles that uh, try to learn and do things ourselves from. So thank you, James, for coming on the show. So excited for you to be out in the U.S. and playing in Vegas and all the places you're going to play next year and all the shows you're doing now. So um, thank you guys, Beat Sorcerers, for tuning in week after week. Uh, I am DJ Spider. Hit me on Instagram at DJ, at DJ, at DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. I will hit you back. The 20 Podcast is produced by Beat Source. Join us for next week. For more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs, I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.